Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I'm Ben Duncan, and on this podcast, I will be interviewing prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana. In today's episode, I'm joined by Mo Salem. Mo is a Salesforce certified technical architect and a director within Deloitte Salesforce practice here in Australia. Through the episode, we heard more about Mo's background, his early career and entry into the software engineering world, and then discuss some of the different locations he's lived and worked in and what he's taken from each of those locations. So those being Egypt, Dubai, London, and most recently, Sydney. We discuss how he has benefited from staying with one company for long periods of time and how he approached his Salesforce CTA journey, what that journey looked like and how it felt to pass the review board. So a really interesting episode. I think lots of good insight and advice in here for anyone that's looking to go down the CTA journey. And I really hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please do subscribe for future episodes that are coming through. Mo, thank you so much for joining us on Talent Hub Talk. I am very excited to hear your story and a bit about your background. So thank you for being a guest. Thanks, Ben. It's my pleasure to be with you here. So yeah, looking forward to hearing more about you and, and your journey. But first and foremost, congratulations. I know you were one of the most recent CTA review board passers and successfully are now a certified technical architect. So congratulations. Thanks a lot, Ben. So let's look back and look at the beginning of your career. We know where you are today, but I'm interested to know how you got there. So what were your aspirations when you were growing up? What did you want to be? Yeah, actually, that take me back to the time I, before going for, for the uni. So uh, the high school time after primary school, I was one of these guys who, who are big fans of math and physics. I would call them strange guys, but I was one of these. And I always had a passion for, uh, for engineering and doing engineering. I think I was lucky at the end of my high school. I got good scores that gave me a bit of freedom to choose what to go for at, at, at the uni level. What happened at that point in time, software engineering was a booming topic. I did some research. I had many conversations with, with family and friends on what software engineering is and what, what is the potential opportunity for, for career afterwards. And I got attached to, to, to that path. It was also uh, a good opportunity at that point in time. I grew up in Egypt and the government at that point in time did, did invest in the information technology field with initiatives that give higher attention or, or good focus on the overall computer science, information technology, information systems, and, and software engineering in general. And uh, I got attached to that path and, and get myself in. And this is where I started my whole journey, studied in, in the information technology path in, in the uni at that time. And, I've taken the software development path after that, started as a software developer, spent a few years developing in different programming languages with different technologies until I switched when it was time in, in the Java technology to the architecture path. And this is where my architecture path started, if that makes sense. Sure. So if we look at the early days, so you were, I guess you would have classed yourself as a full stack engineer at that point? Yes, that's correct. So I used to develop the programs and applications in different technologies. It started from the old style technologies like uh, developing applications and visual basic technology, ASP, moving forward to the new object-oriented programming technologies like Microsoft C-Sharp, VB.NET, and, and the ASP.NET applications. 
and moving deeper also in the Java track and Java path, developing Java applications or enterprise Java applications, web technology and desktop applications, and also the mobile technology in, in its beginning. And then switch to the architecture bus when I started to get interested from the senior uh, engineers I used to work with and how good they were in, in designing software applications and architecting enterprise applications. So is that where the desire to become an architect came from by observing and seeing others do it and, and just being fascinated by their work? That's correct. So I was, I was interested in stepping back a little bit, thinking of requirements or business requirements or potential product requirements that can deliver value to different business problems and challenges and designing a module or an application that, that may resolve the problem or put together a set of components that resolve a bigger problem. And definitely, yes, shadowing others and, and working with, with more senior people and designing applications or architecting applications was, uh, was the start, uh, if that makes sense. It continued after that by taking some theoretical paths or, or hands-on and uh, developing applications, doing designs by myself, doing a QA at different stages for those who design applications as well, and, and using the different experiences I gained and different technologies afterwards to, to support all these uh, situations. So where did, um, where did Salesforce come into the picture? That's quite interesting. So I did start my career in, in, in Egypt and I had good opportunity after a few years in the market there to, uh, to make it to Dubai and work for, uh, for a customer there. And at, at some point uh, after, after a few months, the leadership there has, has made a decision to, uh, to migrate their CRM capability and also an application in the real estate space into Salesforce get to know about Salesforce and I was one of the team members there that specialized in the Java architecture and integration and started my Salesforce journey from there. So entered the Salesforce space from the ABI gate, but we had a few challenges given my also development experience that made me also be part of a team who get trained on the Salesforce development and, and receive that advanced developer certification in the UK. So we joined the wider team in, in, in this training course, and we did uh, start the development journey from, from uh, receiving appropriate training in, in how to develop applications in the Salesforce platform. So my start was from there, from both the application development perspective and uh, the integration and API perspective. So coming from a full stack engineering background into the Salesforce world, what did you initially make of the platform? So, uh, look, as I said, experiences in software development and, and uh, architecture in, in, uh, in other platforms give you good uh, insights about uh, what application design is, what application architecture is. But the, uh, the experience in Salesforce and the cloud-based solution is different. So it's more of being open to understand new technology and understand new concepts and new considerations or limitations that may exist in a platform that is multi-tenant uh, architected versus uh, the old style applications or the old style application architecture, if that makes sense. But combining the two, I think give a good strength to, uh, to uh, solution designers or architects in, in, uh, in the work they do. Did you immediately like the platform or did you, because nowadays sometimes we find it hard to get software engineers to come into the ecosystem because of those limitations and because of the governor limits and, and things like that. Back then, was that a frustration of yours or was that something you quite quickly understood and uh, were comfortable with? Look, it, it took me a while, I guess. So uh, my, my understanding of Salesforce platform and the potential exist in the beginning was not the same as when I was in the middle of the journey. So in the beginning, say, for example, I, I, I have seen it as 
any other application that has an API uh, layer where you can integrate with the features that is existing in that platform. Plus, uh, you'll be able to develop uh, some applications using some features exist on the platform and also uh, a programming language where you can customize a little bit further and extend the out-of-the-box capability. But they didn't quite get in the beginning the potential of that platform and the scalability path or the scalability lens of it. How the platform has also this vision and scaling from different perspectives and different areas uh, where uh, sales processes or, or uh, customer service uh, capability can uh, can scale and also the potential in different other areas like marketing automation and, and commerce and also being always uh, mobile ready or, or api ready to integrate with and how the different capabilities there is is actually designed from the beginning uh, to scale so as i continued in my journey i continued to learn a little bit more about the platform and the potential that is exist that make it actually unique and different so definitely it's not easy in the beginning or something that everyone can quickly get it. It may take some time, but I think it depends on, on, on the individual. So some people come from, as I said, in my, like my situation, background that is different from how Salesforce is, while others, this, this can be their style. So I think the journey will be different from one to another, but I think that was my experience, different. So beginning, different from middle of journey, different from where I am today. Once you, you got up and running with Salesforce, were you ever tempted to go back and do what you'd done before? Or were you, was it kind of, uh, you, you decided at that point, this was the platform for you once you'd got your head around it? I get into Salesforce gradually. So I was, as I said, a uh, Java architect in the beginning, doing an integration, started to learn about the application development. But I don't think I stepped back at all. So it kept going gradually, getting more and more specialized in different uh, areas of the platform. So I started the development path, became a certified developer and advanced developer and then, and then took the admin pass to strengthen my consulting capability as well and the sales and service capability and uh, so on and so forth in the architectural space. But I never, uh, I never went back and, and uh, did, uh, say, Java work or Microsoft work again. But at the same time, I use these uh, experiences in different situations. So say, for example, in, in a project or something that I am working with different teams coming from different backgrounds, developing in an application that is developed in Microsoft technology or Oracle technology or SAB, where the different experiences that I gained in the beginning could be in help. And this is where it created, I think, common languages that we can talk together and I use the experience. But going back to, to, to other tracks where I started my career, no, it didn't happen. So I was started the journey, I think, nine or, or more than nine years ago and, and still in Salesforce, continuing in Salesforce so far. Sure. So we'll um, we'll talk about that later around what keeps you excited about it. But so so from my knowledge, you're from Egypt. You then went to Dubai. You then spent some time in London and now Sydney. So I think a lot of people now in the world regret not traveling more when they could and, and are hoping to travel more in the future. So what did you get from working in different locations? Like from a work perspective, what did you take from each of those locations that has benefited you, you with your career? Look, we're all missing traveling now, so absolutely. So look, I think what I, uh, I had different experiences with, with each stage in, in, in my career and with the key milestones I mentioned now. So yes, I started in, in Egypt and spent a few years in, in the Egyptian market there. And that gave me a good opportunity to, uh, to start my career with the local market and business there in, in, in Egypt with different customers, Egyptian customers. But also Egypt is, uh, is, is an IT services hub and, and development hub that deliver 
services not only to local customer but also the, to the wider region and in EMEA and the states. So I did also experience working with different customers in, in these regions, European customers, uh, customers in the Gulf uh, region and also in the states. So I, I consider that stage in, in my career as, as uh, the foundation on, on which I built everything after that. Moving forward and having a good opportunity to, to land as, as an application architect in Dubai uh, in the Java technology with, uh, with a customer at that stage, was not a development or software development company or, or consulting firm, and uh, built that experience there. And I think what is key in Dubai or the, what, what, what added to my experiences there is how dreams come true in, in Dubai. So the leadership there and the level of support they gave, the openness in their mind and how open they are to new technologies and the new initiatives uh, and how keen they are to continue supporting these and, and getting into uh, new eras year after year, months after months, uh, was what, uh, what, what was a good opportunity for me in, uh, at that part of my career to explore and experience. I spent a few years in, in Dubai, after which I, I got uh, a good opportunity also to with, with further exposure in Europe, and that was in the UK. That a good opportunity to work with, uh, with a Salesforce partner there, and that was the start of my consulting experience in, in, in Salesforce uh, technology, if that makes sense. And, and the market there was very competent at that point in time. So uh, booming market in Salesforce space, lots of customers looking for capabilities that is offered by the different Salesforce applications and uh, lots of opportunity created for the, uh, for the development market, for software developers, Salesforce developers, Salesforce architects, et cetera, et cetera. And this is where my deep knowledge about the Salesforce architecture and what a CTA is started. I had a good opportunity at that time to work with certified technical architects who knows what, uh, what's different from being a, an architect versus a Salesforce certified architect and what does this add and had an appropriate program to, to support every aspiring CTA. But from, from the perspective of what, what this experience added to my career, I think I was uh, lucky enough uh, at that point in time to get uh, good experience and exposure to fast growing business and booming market. I was literally uh, in, in these situations where uh, I had to be in various calls with various customers in the same day and the same week. Uh, to resolve uh, or pro provide solutions to different business requirements, different problems, et cetera, et cetera. So that was, wasn't very long. It was around a year or something, but I think it, it felt like more than that, two years or three years of experience. It, it's, it's, it was a bit fast. I'm not sure if the, the overall business runs that fast in Europe or it was my experience, but this is what I experienced and what is added uh, to, to my journey and my career. Going forward and, and having the opportunity to, to, to come to Australia and experience the market here, which I see, I think, a good mixture of all these. A good forum where you can use all the experiences that you have built. Very friendly environment, very good weather, and a market that is open. And uh, I see it growing and uh, very promising for the Salesforce uh, technology, uh, where it is open for every talent that wanted to, to, to have that combo or that mix sense. Um, you say nice weather, but it's pretty cold in the winter, isn't it? Were you surprised? I think this is only this year or a little bit last year. It was much better than that when I came Yeah, Sydney. But yes, I think this year is, is uh, yes, even winter started early, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, I remember when I was uh, growing up in London, I just thought that, that Australia had sun all year round. And, and I mean, it is, it's not um, rainy all the time, but but yeah, it's really cold at the moment. So um, that must have been a shock. I guess at least you you um, you had London first, right? So you must have got used to some cold weather coming out of Dubai into London. That was probably where you climatized and then coming to Australia as well. Exactly. Very hot, very cold and then normal. And I did experience in Australia a few years when the weather was really good, similar to what you just explained now. I think this year only is, is a bit tough, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully uh, it's not the worst winter we have because it's looking like it's going to be pretty cold. But yeah, just back on to um, one thing that's really interested me about yourself and, and your tenure of your time with your current company, Deloitte, because the Salesforce market is typically a market where there's quite a lot of turnover. And you've, I think it's five years now you've been with the same business, which is yeah. a lifetime in the Salesforce ecosystem, right? Five years is a long time. It's more than a lot of people are with, you know, two or three companies. So how have you benefited from, from staying with one company in your journey to, to kind of being that CTA that you, you kind of plan to be? Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Ben. Uh, so yes, five years is actually half of my experience in Salesforce. So yes, and I think what, what, I, will, uh, what I would say here is, look, I did this quite a few times in, in my career. So I did it once in, in Egypt. I spent uh, uh, three years with, with one uh, software development company. And I did it in Dubai, so I spent around five years with, with the customers that I worked with. And as you said, yes, I'm now five years in Deloitte. Actually, nowadays, uh, celebrating the fifth anniversary. And the idea is fresh in mind now what, what actually it means to spend a good number of years with, uh, with one consulting firm and what, what is the potential or benefit there. The way I see it, I would say, look, doing quick wins, doing quick projects uh, as, as a contractor or as, a, as an employee, as you are an employer, employer with a project in mind and completing that project in, in six months or a year period is, is something good, it's not bad. But I think what happens when you spend longer time, it, it unlocks for you as an opportunity to, to, uh, to think more strategic and build strategic relationship with different key stakeholders in, in your career. That could be the customers that you work with, the leadership that you work with, and how you can uh, deliver long-term value. So uh, it, it makes you immediately think of what you will do, what's your plan for next year, and uh, what's your plan for the year after or a three-year period, and how this plan align with others who put together the plan, and how you guys work together to, to synergize the outcome. Having that is, I would say, very unique and uh, completely different than just spending a year and moving as opportunity arise from one customer to another or from one consulting firm to another, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of that, right? People moving between consulting businesses. So it's interesting to understand, you know, how you benefit from not doing that at times. And obviously, yeah, you, you have done that. So, so yeah, I just wanted to see kind of why and, and how. So let's talk about complexity, because I think complexity means different things to different people. And on your journey to, to becoming a CTA, people typically want complex projects. But what does that mean? Like, What, what does complexity even mean in the world of, of Salesforce? And when did you start experiencing complexity in the projects you were delivering? It's again different from, um, from everyone to another, from every project to another, from every client or consulting firm to another. So I'll take it from different perspectives. So if I go direct technology and what could be the complex piece of work that you complete in a project could be an integration piece where you get multiple systems talk to each other and what is the common language or the common approach that make these systems understand or get enough 
in terms of information or data to, to complete uh, the overall journey, uh, either if it's a customer journey or an employee journey or whatever it is. Uh, so integration is not always uh, the easiest thing in a project to complete. So it's completely different when you, work, when you develop an application within one platform like Salesforce, deliver business value and uh, deliver uh, a good outcome to Salesforce users from where a longer end-to-end -end journey uh, where Salesforce is part of, uh, of the journey, but other platforms that has more insights or more information that can be unlocked in different use cases. So integration is not the easiest thing and having uh, different developers or different architects coming from different backgrounds to put together one thing that work for one business value can be seen as a challenge. But this is when you look at it from, from technology perspective. Uh, when you look at it from people perspective, the, the governance and having a proper governance, uh, in especially enterprise delivery, I have seen it one of the uh, most challenging situations that you can face in a project or, or a software development uh, and delivery work. So I, I have been part of programs that continue to run for two or three years where a strong governance uh, was, was, I think, the key thing that helped all of us uh, to get into uh, a successful point. Uh, and what I mean by us here is myself and my team and also the customer side and the different vendors that was engaged in, in the same program. Uh, the key things in this, uh, in this type of, of uh, challenging situations is identifying or knowing risks that any, any one of us may face or facing at, at a point in time, but at the right point in time, uh, engaging and thinking of uh, ways to mitigate it and getting enough support from sponsors, from the leadership at, at different stages, at different layers, will continue to support you in that journey towards uh, a successful delivery in the end. So complexity from, from people perspective or governance perspective, for me, was, was more challenging than specific technologies that uh, you face or integration complexities that you face in, in, uh, in a software delivery. So is that why there's no shortcut to the role of an architect because you know we see so many people that want to be an architect and want to call themselves an architect and you know they might still be a developer but in their mind they're an architect and um, they're striving for that but i guess unless you have earned the stripes and and you know you've got the the scars of architecture over the years that you've built up to get to that point you just wouldn't be comfortable with that level of complexity right this is correct. And knowing the concepts, knowing, uh, getting, get, getting enough uh, in terms of uh, learning and studying about technologies is a good set of tools that help you in, in your architecture journey. But no, never, uh, never think of it as a shortcut. And uh, once you learn about specific features or set of features in a domain or another, that, that, that you're already architect to, to, to deliver the highest value in the architecture space. Hands-on is very important. So in my opinion, as an architect, uh, you need to build your experience over uh, the weeks and months and years until you reach to a point that you think, uh, you think you're really confident uh, to, to support in, in delivering appropriate solutions to business problems and stuff. So my, this, is, this was my journey. So I sort of it as multiple stages, like not enough to start. And once you start, you build your hands on. And in Salesforce platforms, there are lots of opportunities for you to do that. You can get a free trailhead account and, and spin up playground environments or some, and, and developer boxes where you can test every feature that can give you a good confidence on where each of these features fit for purpose for different requirements. Uh, so get, get your hands dirty and do the hands-on 
and never leave the learning. So you need to always learn. And this is why I think uh, one of the key things I, I, uh, I experience in the Salesforce platform. You do have multiple releases every year where a large number of new features release uh, based on the customer uh, needs and demands of developers, customers, and partners. So the learning journey never stops. So every year you get lots of features that you need to learn so that you deliver value. I don't think there is a shortcut for, for you to get into the architecture path. It's more of a journey that you, you, you should think how to build it and how to build it appropriately. This episode of Talent Hub Talk is sponsored by our friends from Flow Republic. Flow Republic is a Salesforce Architect Academy that works with individuals and businesses to upskill and prepare Salesforce architects for the CTA Review Board. They also have a number of other offerings, including coaching and guiding on areas such as soft skills, consulting, and design training. Flow Republic are some of the brightest minds in the Salesforce ecosystem and have a proven track record of developing Salesforce professionals and helping architects to reach their goal of becoming a CTA. To find out more about the value they can add, please check out flowrepublic.com. And uh, talking of journeys, um, let's now focus on your your CTA journey. So you mentioned uh, London was where you first kind of came across CTAs and were, were working day to day with CTAs. So is that where you kind of first got the idea that that was the, the path you wanted to go down? That's true. So uh, I started the journey back in Dubai with, with the projects I have there. But it was, as I said, specific domains. I'm developing an application and uh, integrating multiple applications and looking at the integration paths. And I was a bit busy with uh, knowing how to interact with the different APIs offered by the Salesforce platform and uh, being able to develop or customize an application within Salesforce. But I didn't look at the architecture domains, different architecture domains, and, and how to master each one of these. And I got that opportunity in, in, in the UK, yes, with, with a partner I worked with there and the team I worked with there and the support, as I said, uh, multiple certified architects who are aware of what, what is the value in that program and how it can make you a uh, different uh, architect. So I, like I, the way I see it, it, it takes you from being a good architect to being an excellent architect, uh, if that makes sense. But yes, I started the journey uh, there. Uh, in the UK, and, and it is started with a good program that supports aspiring CTAs because there were a good belief by the leadership there and, and how important is that and how important to keep building the architecture capability uh, to support every part of, of your software or project delivery or even pre-sales activities and sales activities to use that knowledge to, to deliver the best possible value to different customers at different stages in, in any engagement. I started the journey there, started to know about what CTA is, what value it adds, uh, from having different conversations with certified CTAs there, and also very good, strong, uh, potential aspiring CTAs as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know a fair few of them, and it seems like it was a great place to work. So then going from aspiring to be a CTA to now being a CTA, how has that journey taken shape? I did start uh, by enrolling in, in the program with a partner there back in time, but I wasn't lucky enough to continue and complete it because I also had the opportunity to, to, to come to Australia. So it interrupted my journey there and it took me a while to, to stabilize here and, and get the boys on track and know the environment, know the opportunities exist in that market as well. And then I came back, uh, I think a few years ago into track again and uh, looking at a refreshed view of uh, the of becoming a CTA and what is the possible ways to, to restart that journey again. I, I consider myself lucky because 
I was working with Deloitte at that point in time, and we had a decent uh, bootcamp uh, that is supported by national certified technical architects and global certified technical architects. But at the same time, I'm not, uh, I'm not a guy who is a big fan of certification and study and continuing study, especially in platforms that is growing every day. So uh, it's a bit of a challenge for me personally to structure my study and put things together and keep, keep things up in, in that journey. And this is where I have seen a very good value in a structured program like the one offered by Flow Republic. And I get myself enrolled in that program and uh, it, it was an awesome experience for me. So it, it supported me in structuring my study, getting together with uh, wider groups of aspiring CTAs that have the same aim and objective to become a CTA and also the different set of tools and content that support you in that journey. I was lucky enough to, to use those approaches and those opportunities to, to put together what I need to complete in that journey in terms of studies, uh, getting different opportunities and projects and getting different mentorship and support from our global bootcamp, uh, national bootcamp, and also structured study program and the study groups that I connected with in these forums. Uh, plus definitely all the public forums and, and content that is available for everyone. So this, this is how it, how, how it was for me. Yeah, nice. And one thing I know that Flow Republic do is obviously they assess you, right? So through the process, they're looking at where your gaps are and where you need to plug some gaps in order to achieve the outcome. So were you aware of, of where your gaps were? And like, without having that assessment, would you have plugged those gaps anyway? Or did you feel that having a third party say that this is where you're going to fall short unless we address this, you know, was that really key to the success in the long run? Look, I was aware to some extent, but not definitely to the level I had after experiencing and using the different components and tools that is, uh, exist in that program. So I did my own assessment and identified a few gaps uh, in the platforms that I need to study more of or get more hands-on to, to complete. But as I said, not, not the best structured uh, approach. And after I enrolled and joined that program, uh, as I said, it had uh, quite good tools and components that support you, uh, not looking at gaps from the platform capability only, but also unlock different thoughts and ideas of what's your approach to, to, to this certification will be. How will you approach a different requirement and, and what, what other gaps that you may have outside of the platform capability, including uh, industry experience in CTA journey and pass, uh, doing even mock scenarios and attempting the board. You do not know what, what scenario you will get, what, uh, what industry uh, lens it will be, what different requirements it will be. So the more you identify gaps, not only from platform feature perspective, but also from different use case, different industry insights and stuff, the more ready you will be to attend the board and being able to, to provide what you actually know about the platform and what key capabilities that can put together to deliver a solution for a business requirement or set of business requirements. And this is, I think, where Flow Republic program and the tools and components there help me to put together, if that makes sense. So I, I look at it when I think back now, as, as you ask me, as a percentage of gaps I identified myself uh, in that journey was around 15, 20% of the real gaps where after using the tools within that program, it took me to the 90, 95% if that, if that reflects how different it is. Sure. And over that period of time, we all know the commitment is big because people say, you know, it's not just you committing, it's your family committing to you studying and, and sometimes your work committing. But how much of a commitment in terms of hours and, 
days and tears and uh, and and uh, everything that goes into it does it really take out of you interesting point look i uh, i have two boys and my wife and my wife is in, in salesforce space and i think it's not only me committed so uh, they, they were committed with me as well so definitely the, the commitment you make on, on the studies when i started the journey i i oversaw what i can do was still warming up and at that stage you may think you can do four, six hours a day of study for, for a period of time, few months or a year, but it doesn't, it doesn't work immediately. So it takes a bit of time. So I did have a few days that I can't do any studies. And in days that I do studies, it doesn't exceed an hour or two. Uh, but as I get closer into uh, completing the journey and getting a date and a and, uh, few months away from attempting the board, the commitment start to go higher and the challenge for the whole family start to go higher. I, I had that situation where for a few months, I, I wake up early in the morning, like 6 a.m. to, to start studying in, in, in different areas about different features and doing some hands-on, uh, and then pause when the working day starts, and then during lunch or something like that, maybe watch a relevant video for an area I wanted to, to, to build some uh, knowledge about as well, and then come back at the end of the business day and continue to study again. And in different situations, I, I, I made an influence even on my kids. So we were studying together and they were looking at me as one of their classmates. <laughs> has also some homework to do. So I feel like I did also good influence on them in their uh, study journey. But I had, to be honest, very strong support from, from the family. And I think for any aspiring CTA who's approaching that path, you need to make sure that you have good expectations set and uh, and good level of support you get from those who are around you uh, your family your family members your friends etc etc so you you obviously passed which is great but if you hadn't passed would the journey still have been worth it uh i thought of this and i think i will yes so i had look this journey takes you in in different uh, at different stages and take you up and take you down so as we were just saying, commitment is really high and the study journey is quite intense, I would say. But as I said in the beginning, look, the way I define it, take you from good Arctic to excellent Arctic. And what difference is between these? It's, um, if, I, if I give an example, you may have a business challenge or a business requirement that you can look at and take you half an hour to design or one hour to design a solution for it or think of a few options that can, can be used to, to resolve that business challenge. But as an excellent architect, you will probably approach that in a different way. So you, you will reach to a level where you are able to think of all relevant solution options for that particular business requirement, again, or that challenge in much less time. So you become more efficient. And how do you do that is from how, how many options you, uh, you did hands on, how many options in the platform or uh, solution features you get yourself exposed to in different situations, either in a project or a real challenge or in hands-on org and stuff like that. So uh, the, the way I see it is is, is, uh, is is massive challenge that you need to make sure that you're committed to so that you, you don't give up at some point. And you will reach to these points, as I said, up and down. Uh, am I doing the wrong thing in the middle of the journey? Am I doing the right thing? Shall I keep on? Because I just improved my performance from one hour to half, half an hour, but I still need to achieve the two minutes. Still a lot to, 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 to run. You need more warming, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense. So uh, it came to a point where, uh, actually, if I do not pass, I will not come back. I think it's one time, try, that's it. 
But reality is, as you learn and as you gain experiences and as you see yourself efficient and you do that much investment and spend that much effort, at the time I was attempting the board, I was actually thinking of that. I said, you know what, even if I don't pass, I will probably come back. And having gone through so many mock reviews, going through that process, when you got to the review board and you saw the requirement or the scope of, of work, were you instantly like, did you feel like, great, I've seen this all before? Or was there something there that, you know, it was new to you and, and you weren't prepared for that particular scenario? Um, I don't think you will ever think I've seen this before. So it's more on how much practice you do. So yes, the answer is yes. I did quite a few mock scenarios from these are uh, available in, in the Salesforce community that you can test yourself on. And even doing one single scenario multiple times, every time I do it, I, I put different solutions. So it, it is more of what are the set of relevant features that is ready in your mind as you go through different requirements and what solution options you may think of. And even before the board, every scenario I approach or even the same scenario I approach, every time I approach it as if I see it first time. So I don't think this feeling of, oh, I have seen this before, I'm, I'm ready for it, will, will ever happen. So, and add to that, the, as I said, it's long journey, long study, lots of challenges you face in that journey. And then you come to the match day, right? It's like soccer. So you have trained enough, you're very good, you warmed up, you're ready, you get into the match. It's all about this 90 minute, how you can bring all these insights and all these experiences in your journey and make it fit in this 90 minute. For, for, the, uh, for the CTA exam or the board review, it's a bit longer. But what I try to say is it's all about these few hours and how you can show in that occasion that you are a qualified architect, if that makes sense. And this makes, a little bit of more pressure, I would say, maybe not everyone, but that was my, my case. But from the perspective of, have you seen this before? You, I don't think anyone will, will feel that, but are you ready? Did you practice enough? It's more about you uh, and how you put control on different pressures that you may feel at that point in time. And you keep going, you keep building uh, confidence as you go. If you did the right work, if you did uh, your homework, I would say, had enough studies and had enough practice and uh, was prepared for that, control your stress, control your time, control yourself in that situation and go. How did it feel when you, uh, when you found out you passed? Oh, that was an awesome point, I would say. So after that long journey and the effort you made, you come to know that you did it, you passed. And you are now a member of the elite club. I don't know the exact number, but my understanding is a few hundreds globally. And I've never had uh, this situation having a conversation with, with a certified technical architect, even for five minutes or 10 minutes. And I do not get to know something new and learn something new. So that reflects how good is that club? Uh, and the moment you get the uh, few letters that say PASS, you feel like finally you got that membership. And you joined that elite club. So it was for me an exceptional moment, I'd say. And a bit of relief considering the fact that you had told yourself you would do it again if you failed, I bet. I'm not sure about the relief because, <laughs> as I said, it's, it's different for me. So even for those who are approaching the board, I have seen different approaches, different characters. Some people, as they approach, they, they calm and from the efforts they make, they feel ready. But this wasn't me. So for me, it was, I was really nervous the last few weeks before I attempt. And this nervousness or being ner on a nerve continued even after I, after I got the, uh, the result and I got the past result. So I was not still able to sleep normally. And, and it took me a while until I relieved. So the relief was not immediate. It took a little bit of time, I would say. Yeah, nice. 
Nice. So you've been in the ecosystem, you said, uh, around nine, 10 years now. You've obviously achieved a lot and kicked some huge goals. What keeps you excited about working in this ecosystem? Uh, look, Salesforce is uh, is a platform that is uh, architected, uh, multi-tenant architected, and uh, is a cloud-based platform and has the customer in, in the center of everything. And that makes you in an opportunity every day to discuss a customer challenge. So ha- having that, in, in, and it was a unique customer relationship management platform with all possibilities in the different domains and different industries on what does it mean. So I think this challenge by self and, and having an opportunity every day to have a conversation or a discussion about a customer challenge with your client uh, in relation to their clients or their partners is what keep you every day excited and, and knowing uh, where this is leading. You use your experiences to deliver solutions for these and you also use a wider ecosystem and every feature that is being released in every domain that actually reflect the Salesforce listening and hearing for the uh, different ideas that come from the wider community. And you see the feature available. Like it happened many times to me during the years that I was thinking of something that adds lots of value when it comes and it actually comes. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's pretty exciting, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And then final point for anyone that's on their CTA journey or just starting out, what would be your best piece of advice to someone at the beginning of the journey? If I, if I think deeper on that, I would say, I think first thing is to uh, to really know why you wanted to do it. So this, this is very key. The journey is not simple. It will take you a while. Lots of deep dive, uh, lots of uh, navigation through the, the breadth capability of the platform. Lots of deep dive to get into every single detail to design a proper solution in different situations. And uh, as, as we were discussing, it, it's high commitment from you, from those who are around you from your employer, from your customers that will support you in that journey. So if you do not really have a good reason why you wanted to do it, it will be a bit hard for you to continue, uh, if that makes sense. So I think first thing is know why you wanted to do it and have a good reasons that uh, will support you in that journey. If I think of second, third, four steps that to be considered will be more on how your journey will look like. So make sure you surround yourself with, uh, with, with good support join a good practice where a certified technical architects can support you and mentor you. For example, we have that in Deloitte. We have a good camp. We have a number of certified architects nationally and, and globally uh, that can support any aspiring uh, architect uh, in Zergen. Find something similar to you. Also explore what options available in Salesforce. Always training, relevant trainings that prepare you, not only preparing for relevant certifications, but also for attempting the board. Lots of training options available there that can help you in that journey. Uh, also look at a well-structured program like the one I, I, I explored, Floor Republic, that has lots of tools and components that can help any aspiring architect in their journey as well. And get your hands dirty, do hands-on, experience every feature of the platform so that it's ready in your mind, and not only in the exam, but in every situation that you may face in, in real-life projects. And uh, never close your eye about what is available in the wider public community. Uh, I did have lots of uh, good material and content in, in initiatives like the, the Ladies Be Arctic and uh, all, all the content that is available there. The Apex Hours and uh, the YouTube channels that uh, produce lots of videos that shows even in hands-on different features of the platform, how to configure things and have that conversation with certified architects and aspiring architects and specialized consultants in, in, in different specific features in the platform that 
you can benefit from and, and put together to strengthen your ability to solution for a business problem or a business requirement. And all these, as I said, second, third, fourth, and, and so on and so forth is how your journey will look like. But the one that is really key is why you want it. And do you have good reason, enough reasons that will support you in that journey? If yes, go for it. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much, Mo. So if anyone uh, wants to reach out, ask you any questions, where's the best place to find you? That will be uh, the LinkedIn. So just connect with me or if you are already connected, just drop me a message and, and let's have a chat. I'm always approachable there. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've, I've really enjoyed hearing more about you and your journey and hopefully our audience will too and I'm sure they will. So thank you and all the best for whatever comes next. Likewise, Ben. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talent Hub Talk. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe and also leave a short review. Um, We're keen for this podcast to reach as many people in the Salesforce ecosystem as possible, and your reviews will help us do that.